everybody, and welcome to the week four edition of Coaches Night Out. Of course, we're live at Town Square Social on Lebanon's Public Square, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. And, of course, Kyle and Cody are also the owners of City, City Cedar City Brewery right across the square at 142 Public Square. My sponsors for this show, Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville. Coaches Night Out airs across the Facebook world at uh, these platforms live, the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also find this show on my Twitter feed. It's X now via at TV Sports 85 and on the Main Street Media TV app. Here's this week's football schedule, week four, Friday, September the 8th. Wilson Central at Green Hill. That's the big region four, 6A game that everybody's talking about. DeKalb County at Watertown. Friendship Christian will be at Grace Christian in Franklin. Mount Juliet on the road at Warren County. Mount Juliet Christian Academy at Red Boiling Springs in Lebanon on the road to Cookville. That's going to be a 7.30 kickoff. Keep that in mind, 7.30, Lebanon at Cookville. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils with us. And we don't talk a lot before we get on the show because Chuck bolts out of practice, gets here, visits with us, practice today. How was it, Chuck? Pretty good. You know, we were uh, able to get outside. Luckily, the rain ended and you know, this this morning it looked like it was a thunderstorm and we might have to be indoors, but we were able to get outside and, uh, you know, much better than yesterday's physical practice, spirited practice. And so, uh, you know, uh, felt like it, we uh, got a lot accomplished and uh, maybe we can put, uh, put some finishing touches on it tomorrow and say we've had a good week of practice. Coming off a good win, 35-13, that victory last week at home over Warren County. You felt like your kids played with a little bit of an edge in that game and, and, and played perhaps a little bit better football. Well, we did. We played played better, played hard. Uh, I'm not saying we played great at times, but uh, you know we made an emphasis on tackling turnovers last week, and uh, you know uh, that was a good thing and a bad thing. You know, we we had four interceptions, but uh, gave up the first touchdown because we were grabbing at the ball instead of tackling, uh, you know, and, but uh, a better effort, still a lot of things to clean up, some pre-snap penalties and some substitution things and some uh, discipline things. But besides that, you know, we good to get a one and on the region and start uh, start that way and, and, and get a home game under our belt and, and win in, in front of the home crowd. Special teams has, has really been good for you. Uh, Nixon has kicked it well. He's punted it well. You, you've covered key crowd, blocks a PAT. You get pressure on the punter. He drops a snap. Uh, all phases seem to be going pretty well. Well, you know, we work hard on special teams. Coach Bennett working with our kickers and Coach Williams, uh, you know, coordinating all of our special teams and, you know, we get down there early at practice, and and, and that's our focus to, uh, you know, kick kick the ball around, catch it, cover it, you know, stay in our lanes, and and we try to emphasize that is as as important as offense and defense. And then we've got them broken down. You know, it's an offensive snap, it's a defensive snap, and, and the kids take pride in it. And that all starts with you know. Coach Williams doing a great job of, of putting them in positions to make plays and and letting them, you know, um, for instance, Key Crowd wants to return kicks. Well, we want him to block kicks because that's just that's his art. And, and not everybody and, wants to do. And that. not everybody wants to stick their face and body in front of a kick ball. Yeah. And, and he doesn't mind it. And and you know and he probably would be good in a return game, but he is very dangerous coming off the edge or up the middle or whatever. And uh, you know just. Uh, Doing what we ask you to do, it, uh, and and you know sometimes you know kicking the ball where it's supposed to be kicked, staying in your lanes, getting out of your lane, getting back in your lane, and uh, you know it's it it all works together. But uh, you know we've been been decent at it, and hopefully we'll continue to be. JV had a game was supposed to have a game earlier this week that got canceled with Warren County, and I I can see that 
reasoning, Warren County came up here in one bus. They don't have a lot of kids dressed out. So you had a ninth grade game in McMinnville. How did that go? 132 to 16 and uh, really had the game in under control. I think it was uh, 26 to nothing and we majorly subbed and, and, and ended up ended up 32 to 16. Uh, everybody got to play. Our freshmen are now two and one and uh, got uh, getting better as, as we go, you know, talented group, but uh, long way to go with, with some of those guys when they doing what's right and, and, and pre- learning how to practice and how to manage yourself and how to act in the school. So we're, we're, we're taking two steps forward and one step back or, or two steps backwards and one step forward with them. But, uh, you know, we feel like in all in all, it'll be a good bunch as we as we come. And, uh, you know, we're excited to, to see them get in the meat of their schedule. The JV and varsity, I mean, JV and freshman play at home versus Cookville on Monday night. JV at six, freshman at seven. And, and JV sometimes get the short end of the stick because you're, you're reliant on the other team to say, yeah, we're going to play like we said we're going to play. Warren County didn't have enough kids. Well, they were what they were going to do. They were going to take like seven kids and let their freshmen play our JV, then play freshmen. And uh, you know, I I said I don't think that'd be productive, and especially being on Labor Day. Yeah. And we talked, and he said, Well, if you're going to give me the option, let's just play freshmen. And I said, What's well, your home game? I said, But I don't want to bring 45 kids on the bus that's scheduled to play an hour. And you know, I said that's just. You know, and so we talked, and he thought it was best to, to cancel it. That way we could get a, a good freshman game in. And, and you know, our, our JV is a lot of our scout team and stuff. They're getting reps, and, and, and it's bad not to get game time, but they're getting reps and getting better. We're finding finding people every day in practice that needs more time and moving around on special teams because they're playing scout team and doing those things. And, and you know, you earn your you earn your keep and, and – uh, you know, we, we love for them to get to play, but we practice and, and help us win on Friday night is the main goal. And so, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but that's what we have to do. You found a guy in Austin Harrison who has been making some plays on Friday night. He did that against Warren County, and he's a kid who almost a utility-type guy, Chuck. Quarterback, special teams guy. Plays in the secondary, got some quality snaps in the secondary and uh, and on special teams. And he's a guy that has been, you know, our scout team quarterback son, plays plays quarterback for us on our JV team, and then has, has has moonlighted a little bit at receiver, and and then uh, got a lot of reps in the fall just at quarterback when our defense was playing. He was playing quarterback, but he's a young, athletic, smart kid. Uh, and, and, you know, we were playing him at safety and had some injuries and some things and said, let's try him at corner and, you know, get out there and play press man. You know, it's, it's not a lot of mental stuff. It's let's, let's play. And, uh, he done a good job at that when we asked him to. So he's been learning our defense and, and going and, you know, earned in some snaps on Friday night, put him out there and, uh, said, just put him out there and let's roll with it and see what happens. And he played well and, you know, they tested him. Squares a deep ball well, and, 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 you know, it's earned him some time. And I think Coach Williams now has got him almost on every special team. And so, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you get out there and show up, we'll, we'll notice and, and earn and, and do. And if you're out there not producing, then somebody might be taking your spot. So That's uh, a great story yeah. in that, you know, here's a kid who, he's a sophomore, right? Mm-hmm. Sophomore. Who has earned his stripes and earned a way to get on the field and not just – in garbage time, he was out there in in big important moments. Yeah, I mean we were down the corner Friday night, and he was. I told him I said, "Get ready, you're going to play." And I didn't know when or where and how much or whatever, but uh, you know he uh, he covered a kickoff last week and, and made a tackle, and then and so you know throw him out there. And the only way you learn is to play and, and get do and by that and. You know, it doesn't matter what grade you're in. You know, we played freshmen, we played seniors. It, you know, we're going to try to put the best people out there. And the, we, we, you know, sometimes the opportunity, some th- some jobs are easier than others. Yeah. And the opportunity presents itself. So we just see uh, see what happens. And you know, we put him on our sideline so we could talk to him and you know, coach him up a little bit as the play's going and as the formation's going. And you know, we got some. Uh, Veteran safeties out there, you know Bryce. Ne- Bryce Nezik's been here as long, eleven as long as I have, I believe. 
but uh, you know, we, it's, it's uh, opportunity presents itself, and he took advantage of it. Four interceptions by that secondary. Couldn't ask for much more from those guys. Well, yeah, we could. We could ask them to cover those other two long ones, but uh, uh, we won't talk about those. We'll talk about the interceptions. Uh, you know, ball's in the air. You got to make a play on it, and, and they did that. And then, like I said, it was an emphasis for us. And uh, good to see the fruits of our labor and some of the stuff that we practiced. But you know, we felt like that in the first three games, two games, we hadn't we hadn't turned made made many turnovers, and we wanted to do that. You know, to get back to change the momentum to help the offense yeah. to you know to to get some juices flowing. And uh, you know, I told them before the game, I said, I want somebody to bring me a football. I want you to go get the ball and bring it to me. I said, and, you know, and, and of course, the one Bryce Nisic takes that to to heart. And uh, he brought me, you know, the uh, Key Corral, Dane Calloway, Bryce Nisic, and Binker. Binker, all with, you know, Bryce brought me the ball and said, here we go, we'll reenact this. And so, uh, you know, I, I appreciate them paying attention, paying attention to detail, listening to what we say. And being able to execute that, and and you know it's uh, you know once you, you're you're causing turnovers, you're giving your chance to team or your team a chance to win. We we talked about Keith Crow earlier, just mentioning him a little bit. I had him for nine touches, 242 yards, all-purpose yards, two rece- two receptions for touchdowns, carried the ball, had a return. Blocked a PAT. Again, jack of all trades. He is, you know, uh, he's a good football player. And and, uh, when we, uh, this summer, we read a book. uh, Most people have read it by John Gordon, the coffee man. And it's on my bracelet here. uh, And that's kind of the theme of our season. Affect each other. And, And key crowd affects our football team probably more than any individual it is because he can do it in so many ways. And 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 me and him have this relationship. He can affect us negatively or he can affect us positively. And uh you know me and Key are a lot alike. We're both moody and and but you know when he is playing well it makes our team better. And and you know whether he's catching the ball, running the ball, blocking, he's a really, really good blocker on the edge when he when, when he's called and asked to do that, you know, playing defense, you know, blitzing off the edge, blocking kicks, returning kicks, all the things that he can do. But it, the, the thing about Key is he makes us all better. And when he's bouncing around and having fun and playing well, it's contagious to the other. He made a play on your boundary, Chuck. Bobby K got a picture of it where he leaps over the blocker to tackle number 14 for Warren County. He must have been six feet in the air. Well, yeah, it's coming to our sideline. And he said, Coach, I knew he was going to try to turn it up. And there was somebody between him and the other blocker and tackler. So he, he just takes off and jumps up high. And, uh, and and that's what we need from Keith. That's the effort we need and the, the things that we need. And, uh, you know, he's a really good football player. And we try to get him involved in all three phases, you know, and, and, and that's what we expect out of him. And, and for us to be good, he has to have nights like that. Your quarterback, Kaysen Kincaid, continues to impress, throws the ball out on the perimeter quickly, and lets those playmakers make plays. I want to, and off the top of my head, 14 out of 16, something like that, only maybe two or three incompletions. Again, another good night for Kaysen. Yeah, you know, he's uh, doing a good job, and a lot of those are run plays that he's seeing the leverage and throwing out there. and, and uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, last year, you know, when he got that opportunity, he was he would throw it every time. Well, now that he's here and he's on game night, he won't throw it out there every time. You know, I'm like, there's no limit. You know, if that if you got it, take it. And and so he, it's an automatic. It's it's you got a play it's, call, it's, but... it's part it's part of our run game. To us, that you know, the five five six yards and under is part of our run game. And and we do we have different calls that we do with smoke and bubble and stops and outs and slants and things that that and if he gets it he has the green light to take it and there's some red lights that that but uh, 
you know, we're backed up in the end zone. And he, I, he comes off the sideline, and I'm like, throw the ball out there. They're, you know, and, and, and it's based off coverage and leverage and all that stuff. But, you know, don't take it three times and don't take it the fourth. I mean, you know, until I, I, I can control it where he can't throw it out yeah. there. And if I can, you know, I, when we have situations and things, don't, don't do it. But if it's in the natural progression of the offense, do it. You know, we were up last year against uh, Antioch, and I told them, all right, we're not going to throw the ball. And we had a kid that lined up uncovered, and he threw a touchdown pass. You know, we's up forty to nothing or yeah. whatever it was, and and he threw a touchdown pass, and he was you know, are you mad at him? I'm like, no, he's uncovered. You made a good play. Appreciate it. You know, do those things, and and we just have to continue to do those things. And again, it's a numbers game, a, a grass game, and everything else. And when you have those opportunities, throw it out there and and continue to do that. And that makes playing the quarterback position easy if you'll do those things. You know, it's it's the hardest thing. You know, I had a coach tell him uh, and uh, and another player say, hey, I, I understand what you're talking about. There's stuff going everywhere back there, and and so uh, it's not an easy thing to do. But taking what the defense gives you makes it easier for us to run the ball. It makes it easier to throw and catch. You know, like you said, he's high percentage, and it's throwing it behind the line of scrimmage a lot, a lot of the times. And you know, you throw it. Right before half, you know, we were getting ready to do the two-minute drill, and I'm going through everything, get out of bounds, do this, do that, do this, do that, and we throw it out there to key, and we get two good blocks, and he does the rest, and, you know, I don't know, 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. And I told Casey, nobody knows that you didn't throw that thing 50 and he running 10. It's a 60-yard touchdown pass. So, you know, take what they give you and, and go from there. He made a throw toward your sideline from the far hash, I want to say, it, it, I don't know if it was an out. Uh, out to Callaway. It, uh, out to Callaway. What a throw. Yeah. He, he got it out there on the road. He, he took his drop and got out there and got hit as as he was releasing it and stood in there and took a took a good shot. You know, probably probably one of the most impressive throws that he's had, has had this year. So, uh, you know, but uh, Kaysen's growing, and, and, you know, we're going to have some speed bumps and things because yeah, that's a very, very hard – hard position to play, but, uh, you know, he's doing a good job and, and, you know, good job leading our offense and directing that. Cookville, up next, 7.30 kickoff in Cookville. What do you know about the Cavaliers? Well, uh, you know, they're about a 75% run team, and then uh, I think they threw four passes Friday night, but two of them were touchdown passes. Uh, Quarterback, you know, involved in five different touchdowns some way. Um, his brother used to be the quarterback there. He's now the starting tailback at Brown University. Okay. So he's a six foot one, two hundred ten pound young man, uh, smart young man, very very physical, fast. Uh, you know, he he is. I think they decided he makes us go, and so uh, most of the offense will be directed around him, whether it's straight downhill or the the the, the power read, the counter read, the, the things that that. They do with him, and then uh, this is spread football. But they 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 like to get a lot of people in there and straight downhill, and then we'll have to be up to that challenge. And then they're a uh, four-man front on defense, uh, blitzing and rotating and moving and stuff. So uh, good challenge. Coach Henning and his staff's done a good job of uh, lifting that program from where they were last year to to now. And uh, you know they they're up there in. You know, on the plateau, talking about playoffs and 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 being better and 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 you know, uh, matter of fact, the statement was that if they can beat Lebanon, it would be a program-changing win this week. So I uh, I think they've got that in mind and it, it expect a expect a good game when we go up there and then you know that this is really jockeying for playoff position as we go. You know, the feeling up there. You spent time at Cooper working for Jimmy Maynard. Yeah, it's a it's a peculiar place to to come and play. I mean, it's kind of you know Cookville's in by itself, and you can be in Cookville, but it takes you 25 minutes to get to Cookville High School, and uh, and and it's a hard place to go and, and play. You know, we tried to instill in our kids, you know, this is plateau ball, and it's different, and being the biggest school, large school, take pride in it, and uh, you know, it, it good good place, good people, uh, you know. Uh, Nice facilities. They got new turf, new track, and 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 
home side's huge, and then the, the visiting side's that you know adequate could be bigger. It's one of the things we talked about while we were there, maybe expanding that thing. But uh, you know, I expect a uh, uh, them to have a big contingent being two and one, expecting to win. Uh, I know their students and band will be be there, and so uh, you know we need all the help and support we can get, and 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 we have to be ready to play when we get off the bus. Changing subjects just briefly, Anthony Crowell, Key's brother, at the University of Indianapolis, had a heck of a game Saturday in their win. I had him for 96 all-purpose yards on just six touches, two rushes, two catches, a punt return, and a kick return. It didn't take long for them to understand what they had in Anthony Crowell. Well, you know, Anthony's special. He called me yesterday to make sure that I knew what had went on, and I said yes sir. I said Tommy has let me know. I looked at the website, and I, actually his wide receiver coach had told me about it. I think he played uh, about 80% of the snaps on offense, uh, playing all special teams. He's their kick returner, punt returner, uh, uh, rotating in. Uh, Anthony, you know, special young man, and you know, already doing things that he did at Lebanon on the college level, and. Uh, they're very, very blessed and happy to have him and expect big things out of him. You know, we had we had several, you know, uh, Aiden Donald, uh, Bryson Hart, both made the travel squad okay. and, tra and traveled. David Aluya is at uh, Taft and, and has already committed and has been accepted into uh, Cornell. Cornell. Uh, you know, Jalen is uh, doing doing well, probably going to end up redshirting. Uh, Eli Freeman's redshirting doing well and then uh, uh, Nolan Sandifer also at Lindsey Wilson is uh, red shirting and then we, we've got uh, two, two or three more that are uh, Isaiah Douglas and, and Brandon Martin are playing for Georgetown and Cumberland and so we've got them uh, Evan Clemens is a senior at Cumberland we've got them all over the place doing doing good things and we expect uh, big things out of all of them. Uh, quickly Shop Springs Creamery, the official supplier of chocolate milk for Lebanon High Football. Thanks to Family Medical Associates and Pediatrics for footing that bill. And this week's team sponsors, because you had the freshman game, you had to feed them breakfast. It was a morning thing on Labor Day. D.T. McCall and son jumped up, paid for a breakfast for those guys. Thursday's meal will be Southeast Impressions, paying for that. And on Friday, Mayhem Mechanical will be paying for that. Uh, again, you really appreciate those meals. Those kids need to eat before they play. Oh, yeah. And, yeah they, uh, you know, D.T. McCall and Sons, uh, I think Chris McCall has been gracious enough since I've been here to sponsor us and do several, several things for our program, and we really appreciate that. But uh, they definitely enjoyed those tater tots and chicken and biscuits uh, on, on Monday morning, and then uh, some of them saw them twice. But uh, uh, it got a little warm. It got a little warm about 11:30 on on Monday, and and uh, some of them, uh, I think they ate too much, uh, and uh, saw, saw it again. But I don't uh, get this on a lot of TV shows. I'm telling. You. <laughs> but but we do, uh, you know, Southeast Impressions, and and they have uh, do a lot of our shirts and things, and then Mayhem Mechanical, Kenny Dillon is. Uh, you know, we, we appreciate it. Uh, the kids, look, you know, our kids will say a lot of times some of the funnest times that they have is sitting around those tables at pregame meal because we let them joke and cut up yeah. and tell stories. And coaches will go sit with them and, and talk or, or we'll walk up behind them and, you know, and, and get in the conversation and just being able to uh, fellowship with them and, and have a relationship with them minus the – I'm going to coach you and coach you hard, uh, being able to relax and, you know, let them know that this is more about life than it really is about wins and losses. Yeah, we want to win, but uh, we want to teach you to be productive citizens and good husbands and good sons and good good, good people in the community and all the things that we want to do. And Brother Darren Reynolds takes care of all that for me. And, uh, and if you have a, a desire to get involved with the Feed the Team program, contact Darren Reynolds. That's all it takes. That's get it. Hold Darren. He'll, he'll hook you up. We love to eat, and, and, and if there's too many, we'll, we'll eat on days we don't play. But uh, there's all kinds of things that you can donate to the food pantry, anything that, that you'd like to do to get involved. But Brother Darren takes care of that and does a good job of uh, 
you know, we have a, a little uh, devotion and, and, and we talk about all aspects of life and different things. And we're, we're reading a book. Or I know Dr. Walters appreciates us reading across the curriculum down there. Coach Fry takes them in the weight room. They spread out and read and, uh, you know, uh, try, try to teach them uh, good life lessons and life, life habits. That way, uh, you know, uh, I know now they don't really understand it, but uh, I have them call me all the time and say, Coach, I, I now know what you're talking about. And, you know, I had a kid from Lebanon call me the other day and say, I do appreciate it. I didn't understand it three years ago, but I do know. That's what it's all about. Chuck Gentry, head coach of Lebanon High School, with us here on the first segment of Coach's Night Out, week four from Town Square Social. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back. segment of Coach's Night Out live from Town Square Social. Advantage Roofing Contractor, LLC. Donnie Self and Rob Painter are the sponsors there. Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee. The Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon. THW Insurance Service, LLC. Cumberland University Athletics, DT McCall and Sons, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville make this show possible. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University with me, and 750 miles down there, 750 miles back, you put in 1,500 miles, but you got a win at Weber last week. Overtime victory, 1913. Talk talk about the way your kids played. It played, you know, it the first uh, – kind of the way it went the first series the first series we didn't move the ball defense played lights out most of the whole game and second series we got a first down or two third series we even got more but in the fourth series i think we scored we, we drove and scored so as the game went on the offense just we kind of you know felt ourselves and, and got in a groove and and really, we ran the ball really well and threw the ball when we wanted to throw the ball. Had a long on our scoring drive, had a long uh, play-action pass that uh, 
we got we run the ball so well we got the safety to step up so we got threw it over the top of him and and it was really you know <laughs> really what we wanted to do we 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 think that's what who we are as a running football team and we were able to do that and and, and you the know, tempo I'm sure is something you guys worked on because a running team can be can play fast just like a pass right team. we can and and what we did that game and 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 part of it was because of the heat and whatever. We really slowed it down. So okay. we held the ball, held the ball, waited to call plays until about 15 seconds left on the clock. We really we really dictated the uh, kind of frustrate Weber, too, keep the ball away from them. So that way when they get the ball back, they think they got to score in a hurry because they're not getting the ball so many times. So, you know, it kind of helped us defensively, too, because, you know, we got after them the whole game. We held them, we held them under 100 yards rushing, which, you know, if, if you're rushing for 250-plus and they're under 100, you've got a good shot of winning the football game. Traylon Shepard, 140-something yards, average 6.9 per carry, was the Mid-South Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Trevor Griffin from Eagleville, and we've had some pretty good football players right. come from Eagleville in the past. Uh, Trevor, defensive player of the game, take the interception away <laughs> even in overtime. They got the football back to Cumberland. He led the team with eight tackles. So he's getting up and getting involved in the run game but had that big interception. Yeah, and that, I mean, both both of them are team leaders as well. That's, that's a good thing about it is you want your leaders to step up and lead by example and, yeah. and, and play hard. And you can't ask for two better guys to, to demonstrate that and emulate what the way you want other people to play than Traylon and Trevor. They, they, they're tremendous young men, first of all. Forget the football part. They're pretty darn good football players. And to, to step up in a tight game when you needed them. And Traylon's a little banged up. Yeah, now he he had a he he had one really long run and he he tweaked his uh, knee a little bit during the game and, and never once came out or anything. But if his knee wasn't hurting, he probably took that the long run to the house. Uh, he he ended up getting stopped on about the fifteen or twenty. He busted for fifty or sixty yards or whatever. But if he if he wasn't a guy the knee, but he just. Uh, I mean, he just takes his little mind to a dark place, and he ain't coming out of the football game. That's he's he is a tough little nut, and um, but that's how you want guys to play. You want people to be tough, and that's that's what offensively. That's what we did. We ran the ball tough, not just trailing. Nick Burge ran the ball hard, tough. Luke Holloway ran the ball hard and tough. He had he had some long runs and some and some crucial runs, um, and and he in we threw the ball well, and, and he made great decisions this week. And that's, you know, that first game was, it was about making poor decisions and not establishing, being consistent with the run like we were. But, you know, we knew we were a good football team. We just had to correct some things, and, and it showed Saturday. And it sounds like, and I listened to a good good part of that football game, and then the feed goes crazy at the end, and there's some wackiness with the Weber online feed, but it, it sounded like your kids played with a bit of an edge. They, they really did, and that's and and they wanted they were eager to get back out there because they 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 did play with an edge because you know we did feel like we let people down uh, the week before that we didn't play how we're capable of playing and we wanted to show people how we are capable of playing and that's what I'm most proud of is there's our guys don't you know knock all the noise and all that stuff out about you know you're you're not any good or this or that or the other they they were ready to prove that we were and they got out there on the football field and and backed it up they did they definitely did and that that's what I was most proud of them for is because is we really did, you know, you described the whole trip and it, and it, I've never had an easy trip down to Florida doing this. And, and, and it was, you know, there were a lot of obstacles that we overcame, you know, we're, we're coming in on the back end of a hurricane traffic was horrible, all this. And it, it'd be easy to get distracted and not play well because yeah. there are a lot of things that are involved in it, but it does show you, the demeanor of the kids of, you know, 
you handle all that and then go handle the business during the game. That offensive line, I know something <laughs> near and dear to your heart. You're an old school offensive line coach. To see that, that they have made a stride from week one to week two, what's the ceiling for these guys? Well, there, there really isn't one because that's the thing. You know, obviously as a, as a coach, when you're watching the film too, is when we got to the second level and blocked the linebackers on the second level and, and the safeties and all that, we did really, really well. But we missed a lot of them still. So we left a lot of rushing yards on that field. So, you know, it is developing better, you know, and it's going to it, – hopefully it continues to do that. But, we, you know, there's still, there's still a lot of improvement that can be had. And they played, they played pretty good. When we got to the second level and we got to linebackers, they didn't stop us very well. We were gaining eight, nine yards at a clip. And and then, you know, when, when you got guys, that's why I, and that's why I use the words that I use when they were running ang- angrily. I'm not even sure that's a word, but when you're running over the safety because he's the last guy to make the play, he's going to stop coming down really, really hard because he don't like yeah. a knee in his mouth. Yeah. And and they did Nick and, and – Traylon and Luke did they did that they punished the safety and so that guy stopped coming down so hard because when he came down he was getting hit in the mouth well, it, and, and but it that feeds everybody yeah. that feeds the offensive line it gets everybody excited the receivers block more for that because it gets everybody excited defense plays plays better when you see when you see guys doing that because you want to see them do it again so you're going to play harder and and the defensive unit, Tim, can be fresh because you're running clock, you're running plays, you're getting first downs. Then when they come out there, they're kicking down the barn door. Right, and, I, and, and I think that did. I think that was part of the whole. We, the first game, we didn't keep the defense off the field. This game, we did keep our defense, and part of that was them. Our defense, we made them punt seven, seven, yeah, eight, or nine, seven, seven times, and then had two tra- takeaways with yeah, fumbles. and you know so. They're getting themselves off the field too, and then we're holding on to the ball. And you know, even if we didn't, a couple of times it was just, you know, they punted us deep in the hole, and we were able to get it to midfield and turn the field. That I'm, I'm an old defensive hard offensive coaching in a way too. Is field position is everything. So if you're not going to score, at least split the field where they got to drive the whole way. And I like our chances with our defense, the way they're playing. So all that comes together, and, and it was a good recipe for our guys to 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 really to really handle the game. And again, getting back to that, seven times you got them off the field with punts, two takeaways. Mm-hmm. You turned it over only only once, right? There was an interception. Uh, I'm not. I, I I can't recall. But somewhere I saw that, but I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember that, but that but, might be the heat-related heat uh, coma or something. It was so hot down there. And that's nine possessions where they got nothing. Right, and and, and that's that's and, and that's key. If, <laughs> if they don't get in the end zone, you know, yeah. you got a great chance. And they and that's what they, the defense play. They play with just a great attitude, just a great get after them attitude. You know, we talk about the. The the GATA attitude they they did they they got after it and and did not let up and and you know great things have happened we have we have to one of the I think the one of the most proud things is with looking at some of the stats is we only had two penalties they had yeah. a bunch so that's a huge thing too is don't give and one of their scores was one of those penalties we you know we stop them on on made it fourth and long and, and we got an unsportsmanlike penalty that gave them a first down and goal and then they ended up scoring and you know you can't you can't let Phoenix beat Phoenix and we on that possession we let ourselves beat ourselves where you know we probably they don't score seven points there they would probably hold them to another field goal because that's what we were doing we yeah. were holding them to field goals they had a really really good kicker but you know I'll trade touchdowns for field goals any day of the week uh, again, that's a great point with the penalties. That, that's a marked improvement over first week. Yes. And again, you've, you've got an off week now to prepare to play. I think Kentucky Christian comes in yep. next Saturday, not 
in this Saturday, but then the following Saturday, another 6 o'clock game. But you were able to, to rest your kids up a little bit, get some good work in the middle of the week, and then maybe give them another long weekend to get fresh and get ready to go. Yeah. And in the course of two games, people are going to get beat up a little bit. Right. Yeah, that's what you have. You know, it's not eighth or ninth game of the season. And when you get into it, you're going to have people a little beat up. So, you know, it does come and, and, and helps us get some guys either more healthy or, or you know, uh, give them a week to, to kind of take it easy if they got banged up in the game. So so you've got two weeks to get ready instead of one week. So it it does come in a good time for, for that to happen because we're, we're eager – to come back to notes last year and make sure that we show our guys that we can show our fans that we, we can play well on our own. Field. Have you started breaking down Kentucky Christian yet? Has, has we, that started? Yeah, we looked at, we've looked at them just, just a little bit with, uh, they play crossover games against our conference. So okay. our, our conference guys, they wouldn't trade film with us yet because we're off this week, but our conference guys, since <laughs> they're film, so we're able Good. to, we're able to see uh, they played uh, Cumberland's University of Cumberland's in Georgetown in our conference. So those guys have sent us the film, and so you know we kind of looked, started looking at their uh, <clears throat> defense and offense, and they're defensively they're they're even front team, kind of kind of run our defense more or less. They're four two, they might get in a four three look sometimes, but they're a four two team and. And offensively, they're they're a one back, spread it all over the field. It, it more it looks a lot more like a run, not a run and shoot uh, offense, but a air raid type offense to yeah. get the ball out quick. And it's what it kind of looks like a lot of a lot of bubbles, a lot of quick throws, to try to get the ball out. So they're going to try to spread you and kind of throw the ball. Around. And I would guess against an offense like that, number one, getting lined up right is going to be huge. It, 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 it's the most important thing is get lined up right. And and I think you know up front, if, if we can get our front guys to get in that quarterback space, you know you just and th- against those type of offenses, you want to you want to disrupt the timing. That's the biggest thing is you want to disrupt the timing. So we got to be able to make sure we do that. Uh, I know the, the recruiting thing is going on all the time with this Friday being off. Will your guys go out and, and see some games on Friday? De- definitely will be a big part of it is, is everybody will be going different different places uh, to, to pick some games because that part of it never stops. So, you know, we, we'll – We'll go see some of the guys. Definitely, some of the coaches will be in the local areas looking at uh, some of the guys because we want we want to do our best to dominate this area. If, if they're going to play NAI football, we want them to come play it. Come. Well, and and again, I, I think I mentioned this last week. I thought I saw when I go down through the roster a lot more Middle Tennessee guys now than there have been recently. We definitely, you know, last this past year was a really good year for us and. The year before, we just it didn't seem like some of the ones just wouldn't, you know, just didn't come to Cumberland or whatever. But you know, we're more than happy for every one of them to be Middle Tennessee guys. It's just, you know, you can offer them, but it's it's up to them if they yeah. want if they if they want to bite. But um, we definitely want to we want to dominate 75, 80 mile radius of Lebanon, Tennessee. We want those guys to stay with us. Well, Tim, thanks for the visit. Congratulations. Long way to go down and back for a win, but a win is a win's that's a win. big, isn't it? It is. It is definitely. Congratulations, is. pal. Thank you. Go Phoenix. Tim Mathis, head coach of the Phoenix, with us here on Coach's Night Out. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these words. Thank you. Pal. <laughs>
uh, Coach's Night Out, our third and final segment of the show. Of course, Coach's Night Out brought to you live from upstairs at Town Square Social, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Daryl Tibble, loan originator at Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons make this show possible. Let me run through the Friday schedule. DeKalb County at Watertown, Friendship Christian at Grace Christian, Mount Juliet at Warren County, Mount Juliet Christian at Mount Juliet at Warren County, Mount Juliet Christian at Red Boiling Springs, Lebanon at Cookville, and the game everybody's talking about, Wilson Central, at Green Hill and making his first appearance with us, first-year head coach of Wilson Central, Ben Coon. First off, Ben, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. And two 3-0 and squads going at it. Well, it ought to be a great night for high school football. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Wilson County wins, right, because it's, it's football here in, the, in our county. It's growing. It's getting better. should be a huge crowd on Friday night. It's going to be a whole lot fun. We're excited for it. And, and it being a region game, uh, the two coaches have a lot of familiarity. You worked for Green Hill. You worked for Coach Crouch as his offensive coordinator. Uh, you probably know a lot about his team, and he knows a lot about yours. I guess it's going to boil down to execution on Friday night. Well, and that's the thing we've talked with our kids about. You know, there's a lot going into this game in county rivals, you know, me used to being over there. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about whose team executes the most. It really doesn't matter all the other storylines that build into it. It's about our process. It's about us executing. It's about them executing. And you know, ultimately, the kids are going to be the ones that decide the game. But we're just going to try to put our guys in the best situation possible to be successful and see what happens. You have talked glowingly about your offensive line. Talk about those guys a little bit, who they are from tackle to tackle, the job they're getting yeah. done for you. I mean, they're, I'm, I'm a former offensive line coach myself, so those guys are always near and dear to my heart. Um, our starting right tackle is Braden Taylor. Braden also plays baseball. Um, he has had an amazing, amazing first three games. Um, at right guard, um, we've got Maddox Stowell. Maddox Stowell is a junior, just like Braden is. Um, he's also, Maddox gets it honest. I yeah, mean, his does, dad yeah. has a little, high, yeah, a little yeah. college yeah, experience. Dad played Tennessee, so they, there's a little in the blood there. And uh, so Maddox has, has had a great year, too, at right guard. He actually slid over and played a little center for us at certain times. Um, our leader, one of our main captains, is Owen Borba at center. I mean, he's just, you know, a coach's dream on offensive line. He's physical. He's smart. He's a leader. Um, at left guard is another one of our captains, Jack Allen. Jack also plays a lot of defensive line, too. Probably one of the most uh, athletic kids on our team. You know, he can run. He can move. Um, he's, and he plays O-line and D-line. Um, then at left tackle is another one of our captains. There's a reason there's so many captains in that group. Uh, Christian Moser, who plays D-line, too. But um, Those guys, and the job that Coach Kniffle, our offensive line coach, has done with those guys is just awesome to see. I mean, they're just five guys who care more about the team than individual stats. And, it's been really fun just watching them work. That has set the tone for your football team. Antoine McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Chico is what we call him. Chico. Easier. 140-something <laughs> yards last week against Laverne. A game you needed him to have a good game, and he doesn't have that success if they're not getting, getting it done at the point of attack. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, our thing is we always preach, you know, what's essential football is physical football. And our goal, we go into every single game, we want to be the most physical team. And our guys up front set that, and, you know, Chico's benefit. And, you know, Chico runs the ball well. It was it was funny, the last play of the game for us on offense, we were fourth and inches on the 50-yard line, and we're all, we call a timeout, we're in the huddle talking about it, and everybody wanted the ball, which versus a great thing. Everybody wants that chance. But I just looked at Chico, and I said, Chico, you got me here? And he goes, Coach, I got you. And went 50 yards right down the middle, untouched for a touchdown. And so just know that the offensive line and the running back have my back like that in those critical situations. Is, is awesome. You you had to make a change at quarterback because of injury. Mayfield, Gavin Mayfield, last year's starter, who, who got the job because of an injury, got hurt himself right. after, there at the first game. And talk about the young man who has stepped into that yeah. spot and done a good job for him. I, I can't say enough about uh, Josh Leshner. I keep comparing him to a Swiss Army knife. He's got a lot of different blades, a lot of different skills. I mean, he's our punter. Uh, he's a stellar outside linebacker. He was playing receiver, and now he's playing quarterback. Um, the kid can do it all. He's a team guy. Um, we looked at him and said, hey, listen, Josh, you're not going to play defense anymore. you got to go play quarterback. He goes, okay, whatever we need. And, you know, just what he can do, running the football, obviously, is, is big, but He's starting to progress in his throwing game and the things that we're, that he's able to do. 
Um, and I think you kind of saw that from the Northwest week to the Laverne week. We asked him to throw the ball a little more, and he had 120 yards and two touchdowns. So um, it's cool to watch him kind of grow into that spot. And, and, and with Gavin, you had invested so much time with him, and you basically had turned the keys over right. to him and said, okay, let's yep. go. And now you had to make a switch well, and, and to continue to be successful right. despite that. That's yeah. big. Well, and the big thing is, and this goes to our office coach staff, you know, we realized kind of early into camp, like, you know, if something does happen to Gavin, we need to have a plan. So we had already been working a package. Now it wasn't obviously the level it is now with right. Josh. So when that did happen, it wasn't like, you know, a panic button. It was, okay, we just need to take this package, expand it, and let's put him in the situation to be successful. So credit to our offensive coaches um, for having that foresight to see that and to start prepping that in preparation for that. Another kid I want to talk about a little bit with you, Ethan Kimes, who lines up at some different places for you. He'll, he'll, he's a receiver who's caught touchdown passes. He's been a wildcat quarterback. He's he's done a little bit of everything for him. Yeah. We started calling him Mr. Friday Night because he can do he can do anything. He could literally play any position on our offense, play any position on our defense, and probably be the best player in that position. Um, and, and another captain for us, and just a humble guy with just an amazing work ethic. What he's been able to do. Um, so it's fun to see him. But yeah, you can flex him out. You can throw him the corner out that we beat Rossview on. Um, you can line him up in the backfield at Wildcat. I mean, you can do anything with him. Um, and it's cool to see. You know, hopefully we see him start throwing some passes and some Wildcat stuff. But we'll have to build for that. Well, I don't know what his arm's like yet. When, when, <laughs> when you have someone who is versatile like that, sometimes it's a difficult decision for the coaching staff to utilize him like right. that. But they're having fun doing yeah. this, well, and it sounds like it, it's worked out. Yeah. Well, and our big thing on offense, too, our scheme is, you know, we're not going to run a set system in place. We're going to put our kids in the best situation to be successful. <laughs> so with Ethan, you know, when we got here um, in December with him, we started realizing like, all right, we know this guy can run the ball, and he can catch too, and it's just you start finding more and more, and then it just becomes how do we put Ethan in the chance to, to be successful? And, you know, so far we've, we've put him in some good situations, and he's made some plays. Talk about the defensive side of the football, if you would, Coach. Oh, uh, and I haven't seen you since early on in, in some practice things. What are, you, what are you doing up front? Odd, even? Are you bouncing back and yeah, forth? Yeah, so we're, we're an odd front. We're an odd cover three team. Um, I, right now, and I, I couldn't believe I couldn't agree more with this. Our defense is our unsung hero. I mean, they've they've made life on the offense really easy. They play they play tough. They play physical. Um, Coach Coleman, our defensive coordinator, he's got them playing. I mean, they play relentless. They get after it. Um, it it's, it's fun to watch those guys play. You know, we try to keep stay really simple on defense. So our guys can fly around with football, and um, so far our defense has been excellent. Our, our, the theme defensively, are you uh, read and react? Are you going to go get them? What, what are you doing? I mean, we're going to attack. We, I wouldn't really describe us as a heavy blitzing team. We have some situations where we like to apply a little bit of pressure. But most of the stuff is, you know, we try to be in the right spot and then just let our kids kind of react and make plays. Well, and, and like I talked with Tim about a little bit just a while ago, against some of these spreads that you see, yep. Getting lined up and getting people exactly. in the right place and recognizing yeah. formations exactly. down a distance—that's eighty yeah. percent of the battle. And especially when you play teams that use tempo, like yeah. that's something that it changes the way you have to coach. And you know, we're um, really blessed right now. Our two cornerbacks, uh, uh, Brady Blevins and Evan Harwell—I mean, they've been playing lights out at corner so far. Now they're going to get tested this week, so we're going to learn a lot about them. But they both had amazing years so far, and so we've been real blessed to have those guys in the secondary, guys who have played that position before. And, it kind of held it down for us there. What do you what do you know of course you know a lot about Green Hill. What are your kids gonna have to know? What's what's kind of being force fed them about Green Hill as you go into that game Friday at yeah. Green Hill? Well I mean the biggest thing we've telling them, I mean this is by far the best thing we play. So I mean when you play a game like that, you know, uh, you gotta eliminate turnovers and you can't let the moment be too big for you. Um, you know, this is arguably one of the biggest games the past couple of years the Wilson Central's played in. And so for our kids, it's just getting them to understand, you know, guys, all we have to do is just, just execute, do what we're coached to do, and then, you know, kind of let the chips fall the way they may with the game. But, you know, the big thing we preach is, you know, this is a, is a really good opponent, an elite opponent, and we have to be at our best. You know, if we, if we uh, struggle in the special teams game or we have turnovers, we're not going to be able to compete with them. Um, so that's the big thing for us. And then the other one, you know, we already mentioned too, is just the physicality aspect. You know, when you play Wilson Central football, we want to make sure people know we're playing with Central football. You know, we're going to be physical with you. We're going to, you know, we're, we're going to be physical. That's the name of our game. A lot of the physicality starts in the weight room. Mm -hmm. 
your kids lift all during the week, I'm assuming. We'll talk about that routine. Yeah. yeah, so Coach Coleman, our defensive coordinator, is also our strength coach. Um, we coached at Smyrna together back in the day, and he was always the strength coach up there too. And so it really just starts with that mentality that he set day one. You know, we're gonna we're not going to be outworked in the weight room. And uh, our kids bought into the bought into his system, bought into his vision. Um, watching our guys in the weight room, I mean, it's it's intense, and they get after it. We don't spend a lot of time in there because it's high tempo. Um, it's kind of reflecting the style of football that we like to play. But you know, them buying into that new mentality in the weight room has been a really big part of our success so far this season. Are you trying to to go up numbers wise in the weight room, or is this a maintenance thing during the season? Do you have heavy yeah. days, light days? Yeah. So I mean, we'll usually do like legs earlier in the week, like okay. get heavy with legs, and then as the week goes on, we start focusing more on like mobility type of exercises and stuff. You know. Um, balance type stuff. So um, during the season, it's not as much heavy. I mean, we'll get heavy on squats usually on Mondays, but um, it hasn't been more about gain. It's been more about just maintaining. The technique's so important because guys that don't do it right Mm -hmm. can wind up getting hurt. Exactly. And that's a big thing. Coach Coleman does an amazing job teaching technique um, and really harping in on those things. I mean, um, it's, it's been great just to see him work with our guys. As you mentioned, Coach Coleman, talk about your coaching staff a little bit. Oh, I love my coaching staff. Um, you know, majority of them are, are just like me. They're new to Central. Um, we've got some really good coaches, especially on the defensive side. We've got some young guys who are really, um, you know, buying into the system and doing it. Um, on offense, um, we've got uh, Coach Knipple. I already mentioned our offensive line coach. Who, who played at yeah, Iowa State. Played at Iowa State in a season with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, uh, watching him works great. You know, our receivers coach, you know, big thing to me is kids playing multiple sports and also having coaches sometimes coach multiple sports. Our receivers coach is Coach Boer. He's also our track coach. Um, so he does a lot of speed development stuff with our kids too. And then we just kind of roll them right into the track season. Once we're done. Um, so just, you know, having the guys that share that vision and um, it, it's been cool and watching them invest in our kids, build those relationships. But, you know, it's, it's tough when you bring in a whole new staff. Sure. You got to get to know the kids. You got to develop that relationship. But watching them do that is uh, who's coaching on the defensive side for you? Um, so Coach Piercy is our defensive line coach. Okay. Um, coach Boy is our inside linebackers coach. He came to us from uh, Hunter's Lane. Um, coach Shannon, who is a Wilson Central alum, he's our DB's coach. Um, and then Coach Luttrell, who uh, coached Central last year, he's now in the building teaching with us. He does outside linebackers. It sounds like a good bunch. It is. It is. It's a great bunch. There's a lot of young guys on there with a lot of intensity, a lot of passion, and that's the, that's the big thing that makes it all work. Do you – Meet as a group on Saturday, Sunday. What what what's your weekend? So like? we're we're a little uh, I guess new agey with our uh, way we meet on the weekends. We don't as a staff we don't get together. We let we got a lot of young coaches with young families, so we let them have that weekend with their families. Now we have different assignments, and things that we break down, and we have group texts where we communicate back and forth. But we don't ask our guys to come in and all the weekends. We try to let them have all Saturday and all Sunday. And so far, you know, knock on wood, uh, it's worked really good. And it, you know, kind of keeps them fresh as coaches. It gets them around their families. Um, it's been good so far. And looking ahead when the open week hits, what will you guys do then? Uh, we're going to give the kids the entire week off. Let them go be kids. Let them go have fun. We'll see you when you get back. And see, I graduated in 75 and, and played, and, and that would have been right. totally foreign <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, that many years yeah. ago. But now that really seems to be the norm. And, and They're our, tired of yeah. you maybe, exactly. and you're probably a little tired and, of them. And sometimes the best thing you can do is, is give kids some time off. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a new – I guess a new wave of thinking when it comes to football. You know, we're not practicing like we used to. We're not going out there in full pads and tackling to the ground every day. Right. You know, we're doing things, we're coaching technique, and we're trying to keep kids fresh because, you know, at the end of the season, it's the teams that are the most healthy, the ones that are winning. So if you eliminate those practice injuries and those extra collisions in practice, and you can just focus on the game, it's going to keep your guys more healthy. And you're big on the head covers in mm-hmm. practice. I don't know yep. what you call those. Well, that was bit, so they're called guardian caps, and they were already in place when I got to Wilson Central, but we bought more to be able to outfit our entire varsity. You know. But, you know, the big thing, the NFL does them. Um, it does a, the, the stats from the NFL are unbelievable what it does for, like, concussion prevention. Linemen are banging yeah. all the time. And that, those are the ones that it's mostly built for. It's that soft shell. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if past four, ten years, the new football helmet is more of a soft shell type of thing because it just cushions and, and pads those blows, the repetitive blows that those guys get, you know, game in and game out. But it's big. We wear them all the time during practice, so we wear them all in the preseason. Um, just anything we can do about player safety is, is important. Hey, it's been nice having you here. Thank you for the visit. Absolutely. Best of luck. Have a good football game. I, I, it yes, sounds sir. like it's going to be everything it's cracked it up be to fun. be on Friday night. I hope, I hope we can live up to the hype. That's going to be the big one. Wilson Central at Green Hill on Friday night. Uh, they have a GoFan link for tickets. They'll have tickets available at the site.
uh, talking to some folks at Green Hill. You better and you parked there before. Get, get there, there early. Get there early and get you a parking <laughs> place because it's going to be tight. Yes, sir. Thanks, Coach. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Ben Coon, head coach at uh, Wilson Central, with us here as we close out the program from Town Square Social. Thanks for being with us tonight. We really appreciate it. For Justin behind the camera, for uh, Hunter, our bartender, our server, I'm Tommy Bryan. I'll talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.